0: Welcome back, or welcome to the Feel and Find Equine podcast. I'm your host, Morgan Stevens. And let me tell you, one thing that I truly enjoy about what I do is meeting all of my clients and all of you and getting to learn from you as well. Like, I learn so much from the clients that I have and see every day. This guest today is actually somebody who I met through work and who is one of my clients and let me tell you this gal is a jack of all trades master at all because seriously everything that she does is just so amazing and she she really is just doing everything all the time and Honestly, I am a little, little jealous of her life sometimes. Uh, so, please welcome Joe Dickinson, Downtown Cowgirl. Hey, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm really excited you for bet. this episode. So if you want to just start by maybe giving us a brief history about kind of how you got started, did you grow up with horses, um, kind of what what got you into the horse world?
1: Yeah, so I um, have been riding pretty much my whole life. I had a little bit of a break between um, being pregnant and um, being a mom and getting back into the horse world after... Uh, my youngest turned two, um, so from that point on, I was kind of the mom horse girl person and and my daughter just fell in love with horses and has never looked back and so um i was I didn't really at that time get to ride a whole lot because I was there supporting her and her little journey and and uh, doing, uh, she fell in love with dressage in the English world. And so she has been writing English. And, and uh, so I was kind of that mom that toted around and helped and supported and taught. And, and, uh, and then once she was old enough to handle her own horse and be able to take care of things and me not having to help so much, then I got back into horses after that, which really hasn't been all that long um ago since i got back into having my own horse uh and and getting back into riding and and training my own and so when i got my horse she was uh she was pregnant and we raised up a little guy that has been just amazing and and uh and then you know i've just always fallen in love with the ability to teach animals and so I am a full time dog trainer, um, and that's what I do for a living. And and so training horses was actually how it all started because I was training horses at the age of twelve and riding horses for people as well as my own. And I figured, you know, if I can if I can get a horse to do something, I can get my dog to do something. And so I start I fell in love with training animals and Really looking at how they see things and how I can be a support to them instead of you know just that dictator that tells them what to do, and that's how I fell in love with with training and training animals in general was um, just seeing everything that I could accomplish by being a little bit more patient and also um, seeing things through their eyes and how I can either you know be a part of the herd or be a part of my pack instead of Trying to control and demand uh, respect from them. So that's a part of me is I don't I don't love everybody's dogs. I don't love everybody's horses. Mm-hmm. But what I do love is the uh, the way an animal thinks and their ability to learn and process something, and the willingness that they have to give back to us as humans.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. I love that. That's so great. Did when you started training horses, was that something that you just kind of picked up on your own, or did you have yeah. any mentors?
1: No, I, it was really something that was just so natural for me. Um, I, you know, I had mentors from. I don't know that I would call necessarily call them mentors, but the barn that we were at, there was always some old cowboys that would hang out with their horse at the barn and, and always kind of helped and directed, uh, you know, me as a young girl yeah. and, you know, hey, try this and, you know, what about this? But, um, you know, at that point, as far as starting out, I did not have any, I didn't have any mentors. Um, I constantly, my whole entire life, and even to this day, will go to different trainers, Based on what I, you know, I want to maybe continue or something that I'm struggling with. Uh, I believe that you can learn something from everybody, and I believe that it's important to be a student as well as a teacher because sometimes you forget, as a teacher, what it feels like to be the student. And so I think that's really yeah. important to uh, to always stay in the seat of your students so that you can understand and maybe help them a little bit differently and know how frustrating it is to be the student and not know.
0: Yeah, that's great. I love that. So you guys, I know, do some like equine retreats at your ranch. Mm-hmm. Um, do you mm-hmm. want to talk a little bit more about those and what what those all entail? Yeah, so
1: my, um, my partner in crime, Waylon Lucas, uh, and I we became instant friends really over the way we feel about our horses and, and how, how much they've impacted our life. And one thing that we have come across over and over is women feeling a little bit intimidated, um, out there where they want to get back into horses or they want to get into horses, uh, at an, at an older age and you know when you get older you tend to pull back a little bit it's a little bit scarier to learn it's a little bit scarier to kind of jump into something new or getting back into it and um and also just the information that's out there that's either people aren't willing to share and teach or they're um, they they make it more difficult for you to be comfortable. And I, and I believe that you have to be comfortable around the horse for the horse to give back to you. And so we would constantly get questions of, you know, what about this? And what do you guys think about this? And we want to come ride with you. And, and we just found that there was just not enough information out there. And also enough courage, uh, coming from other people, uh, to get into the, love and the passion of horses and so we started grit grace grow um and it's really about women and personal growth and having a safe place to feel like you can have the support and you can call and and cry on somebody's shoulder and that's all the further it ever goes or just a non-judgmental place and so we started our horse uh horseman retreats because we had so many women asking can i just come learn from you can i come sit and be in your herd and how do you stay safe and how do you know and and you know it's it's scary and i don't even know what the bits are and i don't know when somebody you know when i tack up if i'm even you know tying my saddle right or how do i know i have the right saddle and and so we started our um retreats based on that because we felt like you know there's so much so many fingers being pointed at us when we don't know instead of somebody saying hey you know tighten up your back cinch or you know this is how you know how long your stirrup should be or this is what you should feel or this is the correct saddle for the structure of this horse or this is what this bit does and and so we started it because we felt like there was such a need for a safe place to learn in a very safe way um because riding on the horse's back is such a small piece to having a horse and riding a horse and understanding a right. horse and and um you know there's just there's just a lot of i don't know finger pointing and misinformation uh, out there i feel like by teaching yeah. people.
0: Yeah. Well, oh, that's yeah. great. That they sound like awesome retreats. So I bet you guys have a great time doing those.
1: We do. We do. They're very intimate and it's horse horse when you get up till when you go to sleep. And and I have a really lovely herd of horses actually that are kind and simple and want to be involved and love to go and love to be touched and and they're they've helped a lot of people become comfortable in um just learning with them you know they're not they're not mean they're not going to get aggressive but they're also going to say hey you need to put yourself in check because you're not getting on my back if you're going to feel that way and and it's more out of just you know understanding the horse and understanding how to read their body and what they're telling you Um, and so you know we go over everything from the tack basics to, you know, being around a horse and, you know, what their body's telling you um, to round pen work and how do you know it's safe to get on a horse and, you know, reading a horse so you know, like somebody says, hey, you want to go on a ride and you don't really know if you're comfortable getting on somebody else's horse of how do do you know that, you know, you and that horse have connected and that, that it's safe to do that um, to riding and, and this retreat coming up, we're going to be doing a little bit of dressage. So it's not just uh, oh, awesome. Western, but, uh, we'll be doing a little bit of sitting in English saddle and feel what, what that feels like. So, um, so yeah, super fun. And it's really just a safe place to, to get comfortable and understand, you know, and confident in, in being around the horses. Absolutely. That's wonderful. So your husband yeah. does equine photography.
0: And I bet that that's really cool to watch. And do you get to help with
1: that at all? Um, yeah. So I'm not a photographer at all. Like mm-hmm. I said, I'm. I actually have my own dog training business, and that's what I do full time. Um, but he photographs pretty much anything. You know, he's got a passion for the Western lifestyle, um, and he photographs pretty much. The ranch life and everything in between, all of that, but weddings and um, families and seniors, and he um, goes out on you know jobs for different magazines and publications that are out there, and and uh, I do go on a fair amount of them um, and ride. Uh, I I feel like this last year uh, I've ridden more of other people's horses than my own um, <laughs> <laughs> this year, and so. Um, we just got home from an Amish ranch that, uh, they have a horse auction and they do a catalog, but they can't have their picture taken. And so I ride all of their horses that are going to be in the auction.
0: Oh. Um,
1: so Chris can take pictures and, and get all that set up for their publication, uh, to sell their horses. So. Uh, yeah, I just came off of you know getting on twelve different horses in in one day of of everything from roping and running in the water and playing in the river and and uh, you know just go, taking them through their basic gates and and uh, adding some tarps and everything in there. so you have to you have to one trust that they're not gonna put on a crazy one that they haven't ridden much, <laughs> and then two. Just know, you know, when it's, if it's safe or not to get on for sure. So yeah. I do do that a lot um, and he does photography workshops. And so I do ride in, in those. And so people have the opportunity to learn and, and take pictures of cowgirls and cowboys and horses and, and the ranch life. Yeah, that's way cool. Yeah, yeah. So what is,
0: um what would you consider the greatest advice either given to you, um, by a person or maybe by a horse? What's something even that you most recently learned, uh, or advice that you've been given? It's a
1: really good question. I think it's, a more of a backwards, uh, maybe coming in through the back door. Um, I, I didn't grow up wearing a helmet and, um, And the Western lifestyle does not open those doors very kindly. Um, and not that they, you know, you can't wear a helmet, but I've, I've been in situations where I've, I've worn my helmet and, and got made fun of, um, or, you know, snarky comments. And, and I have had quite a few people that are close to me that have ended up with brain injuries, um, because of not wearing a helmet. So, um, it's more about loving life to its fullest and, and, and it's okay to be different. That's, yeah. that's really something that I have, um, you know, my horse doesn't care. Um, I've recently been bucked off and broke my ribs in, in April and was very grateful that I had my helmet on at that point. So, yeah. um, it was there was kind of that reality check of, you know, I don't always wear my helmet. Um, There's when there's cameras involved, there's, you know, it's kind of not the normal pictures of, you know, a cowgirl in a helmet. Um, But it's something that Waylon and I have talked about for several years now of really, um, I think, just owning wearing a helmet and being safe because we have so many fantastic things to live for um and and that i can say is being in the moment with your horse they really don't care if you have a helmet on or a cowgirl hat and um they want to be safe just as much as you should want to be safe so i would say that's honestly probably the newest and and most impactful thing uh for me right now and just learning to own this this new normal that i've that i've started my you know cheyenne my youngest has always been been a helmet girl because that's what you do in the english world and so even in her western saddle she has a helmet on and i think there's a lot to be there's a lot to be learned about that
0: absolutely Mm, that's wonderful i think that it's important to stay safe and also important to not judge others depending on what they want to do or not do.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. And yeah, there's, there's no judgment because I'm, you know, there's times that I don't have a helmet on. And, and, uh, you know, I'm grateful that I haven't been in those in situations that I've wished I would have had my helmet on. Um, And so, yeah, there's no judgment. And, you know, I I do both because it's just part of being on the other end of a camera that i guess the modeling world right you have to to look <laughs> yeah. the part but um but yeah i think that you know not uh again learning from the horse that there's no judgment around anything so yeah i love that
0: so how many horses do you guys have right now
1: um we have seven we just added two new babies that are seven months old uh to oh, wow. the bird. so we have seven yeah. How fun. Um, and where did you yeah. get those babies from? They came from Lazy K in Chowchilla, California, and they have an auction every year. And so we went and, and got two babies, uh, powerful ranch, um, kind of ties into, uh, great grace grow in the fact that, um, it is run by the women and the the women run that ranch and they it's uh they have a fantastic article in the american quarter horse journal and it's called mare power and all of their horses except for their studs are are mares and their mares go to work every year on dude ranches and um doing trail rides and they they have a uh camp up in yosemite and and uh and then the rest of them get uh, leased out to other dude ranches. And so the mares are bred and then they work all summer long. And then they come back and they foal in the fall and uh, raise their babies in in green pastures and and very natural. And then um, and then they do it all over again the next year. And, and really wow. the whole ranch is run off of of mares and and the ladies of the ranch and their youngest uh, is uh kind of the powerhouse that's running you know kind of takes care of all the breeding and and all of that part of it and so um we got to meet them and um and just kind of fell in love and wanted to represent them and and uh, their horses are just amazing and we were excited to have two of them on on our ranch added to the herd so yeah we'll no have kidding learning
0: What an amazing ranch for sure. That's so
1: cool. And babies are just fun to have. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's it's incredible. (laughs) I was going to breed my horse and she was bred once and she didn't take and, you know, she's had a baby before, but just, you know, I think life in the universe says, you're supposed to have these other two. So, um, so yeah, I'm excited to have these two and bring them up and they'll probably be my last two that I, that I start and, and, you know, from start to finish. So, um, so I'm pretty excited about it.
0: Yeah. That's way cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So you kind of mentioned
0: it a little bit earlier about your podcast, um, that Uh you have, um, I've listened to it and I absolutely love it. It's one that I keep <laughs> on my list and binge listen to when I'm driving all over the state. So yeah. um, what has been maybe one of your favorite people that you've interviewed on that or maybe one of your favorite topics that you've talked about?
1: Yeah, um, we have it. We're we're still kind of into it. Waylon and I tend to get going in life. Uh, she runs a little ranch at, at up in Park City and the ranch here, and sometimes we just like get behind on life. Um, and um, gosh, we we have had some really fun topics. We've had a lot of fun. Um, the last two women that we've interviewed um, have just been fantastic. Um, and I think that really the overall uh the overall goal is is just being real and being women and and being vulnerable and that it's okay to to be strong and it's okay to be soft and and I feel like our whole podcast is really about you know just exactly what what we call us uh, is grit grace grow um and I feel like everything really represents that um with you know from Naomi um powerhouse of a of a woman um to andrea who owns a clydesdale who is like my uh i don't know i'm quite in love with that that guy um and uh she's out of colorado and she's uh um i'm actually heading to the beaches of oregon with her next month with cheyenne to ride our horses on the beaches of oregon and camp with her um so i yeah I, i don't know that there's one topic or one person as much as i feel like you know, we've stayed really true to, you know, what Waylon and I believe in and and what we do and and uh, just being being an example and being a, and just being an advocate for for women and and what they need.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. I think that you've created a really cool community and a really cool area for people to come and listen to and like we talked about earlier, not feel judged and have it be a safe yeah. place. I think that that's one of my favorite things about listening to your podcast is I feel like even though I'm not sitting next to you talking, I feel like I'm right yeah. there sitting next to you. And so I think it's really cool that it. you
1: created that. Thank you. Yeah. That's, it's really, a, it feels good because it's really what we set out to do and, and uh, it will, it it will grow as we get going. And Wayland's a, a single mom she adopted a baby on her own and that's been kind of a year's journey i'm sure you've probably heard that in our podcasts and yeah and uh we just moved up to the ranch a year ago so we had a lot of changes over this last year so it's been it's been fun and we just keep plugging at it and we know that it'll you know it'll just continue to grow so we're excited excited about that
0: absolutely Um, Okay, let's get into a little bit about your dog training because I think that that is super fascinating as well that you do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So you said that you do that full time. Do you mostly do like other people's dogs? Do you train
1: your own dogs and sell them? I um, train other people and other people's dogs. I have border collies and somewhere somewhere in my life i i wanted to breed my border collies i do do herding with them and and train my own and and kind of have fun with them that way um but for me committing to breeding and training my own dogs takes more than more time than what i have um, yeah. and so i've had to kind of put not necessarily put on hold but make some changes of of that goal uh because i'm you can work so hard and and not really accomplish your dreams and and so i that i am just sitting back and enjoying my own personal dogs and having fun with them and and just going on a journey with them um but professionally i have been in i've been training dogs for 25 years um my business i started up in 2008 when the recession and and everything crashed and i started up my dog training business and have never looked back um chris and i are both 100 percent self-employed and and what i do is go in and teach um private lessons with dog owners on helping them understand their dog and teaching through the eyes of the dog so that they can relate and build a connection and also get the behaviors either modified or get the behaviors that they want from their dog. And so it's a hundred percent custom to the client. So if they want to do hiking, off-leash hiking, then that's what we train for and that's what we do. If they want to, you know, have a dog that they can take and go sit down and have coffee, then we train to that and you know we go have coffee. And so it I'm really just their their coach on the side as we're going through you know, their life uh, and training their dog. And so, you know, whether it's a rescue or, you know, a puppy, that's, I go in and do that. Um, I have some clients that life is super busy for them, and they want to have a dog, but they don't have the time to put into it. And so they will send me their dogs, and I do a boot camp with them, introduce everything. And then we go back and do six in home lessons to teach the people how to you know continue with what the dog already knows so and then um and then i have an online dog training platform youtube channel dog training 360 that um i have tutorials teaching how do you teach your dog you know sits and downs and stays and separation anxiety and the process of fixing separation anxiety um that's all on youtube and then we have a dog community online that you it's a subscription base that you just join in and you can ask me any dog question that you have and get an instant answer there. Um, and also from other dog people saying, Hey, I, you know, I tried this and had a lot of luck here or, um, you know, people post really fun adventures that they've gone on with their dogs and, and some food ideas and tips and tricks and, and, uh, So they kind of cover the whole spectrum of, I have a lot of longtime clients that are part of that community and they just have fun training their dog and they just want to keep going. So um, that's a really fun platform to be on. And I do monthly Zoom training sessions with everybody. And um, so that's super fun as well. So it's a very custom pet dogs. Yeah. Yeah. It's very rewarding.
0: I love that you make it custom to the dog because yeah. um, I mean, I don't know a ton about dogs, but I'm sure that they're very similar to horses as every dog is different. They all have their own personalities and they probably all need something a little different too. It's yeah. not all the same. It's not one recipe. so
1: Right. Yep. And that's that's exactly it for me. Um, I, I use treats, I use e-collars, I use corrective tools. It's not one size fits all. It's very, very custom to the dog and the people um and their goals and and how they communicate with their dogs so that's important to me and i feel like that's this you know definitely the same for horses is i don't believe that there's one way to do it i believe that there's a lot of tools out there to help you get where you're going if they're used correctly um and i think that there's a lot that you can learn from a lot of people um and there's a lot that you can learn that you don't like you know going through it so um the biggest difference that i found in training dogs versus horses and i have to i really have to separate myself i can't go into from training dogs to hopping into the round pen with my horses i have to take a mental break with that because when you're training a dog you're a predator you're part of the pack and when you're training a horse you're a prey animal and you're part of the herd and Mm. And there's been times that my horse is like, uh, wait a minute here, you're being too much of a predator. And and I do like have to put myself in check, like, sorry, wrong animal, mm-hmm. shift gears here. Um, and so a lot of similarities, but you either have to be the prey or you have to be the predator. And that's, that's sometimes have been a hard shift for me when I'm just trying to like get in, get the dogs done, get the horses worked, everybody, and they're like, wait a minute, you got to stop here because we're not a predator. So um, there's definitely been some challenges that I've had to learn to (laughs) overcome when I'm in that predator mode all day long to just come home and go, okay, I'm just going to go out and be, you know, a herd animal. So I have to, I always have to put myself in check there. So absolutely. I bet that
0: that would be that would be kind of a hard transition. <laughs> yeah.
1: I've, yeah, yeah. I've had my horse like almost explode on me where she's just like, you know what, you, you probably should get off because you're, you're just like a big mountain lion on my back right now. So yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's fun and it's very much so a lot the same, but just a different way, just a different approach for sure. Yeah,
0: absolutely. That's interesting for sure. Um, yeah. Do you have a, a horse trainer or a dog trainer that you um, like or have learned something from them? Like somebody who's maybe a little bit more popular out
1: there? Um, not in the dog world. I do not. Um, I've been training longer than most of who's out there. Of everybody knowing who you know, some of the TV people are, um, and, uh, the biggest thing from the dog training standpoint and not trying to be arrogant or rude, but you don't train a dog in a TV show. Um, and it's false hope for a lot of people. And so I struggle with that because it's, um, you know, they watch these shows and then they think they can do it on their own and it doesn't work or it backfires on them. You know it's good to see that you you know yeah you can accomplish whatever you want to accomplish but that's not why people are watching those shows and so i have a hard time i have a hard time i don't feel like it's honest to people that are truly struggling with their dogs um and that you know you go on a a very big emotional personal roller coaster with people and their animals and so uh, So no, I don't, I don't really respect or look up to any of those people. Um, And, um, and the reason is because I, I think it's very commercial and I just don't believe in that for animals. And I believe that there's just a different way to doing it. Um, As far as horse stuff goes, my, my go-to I I have worked with a lot of different trainers, uh, just writing, um, you know, taking lessons from them. Um, again, I, I think it's great to be a student as well. Um, and it's more about accomplishing one thing that I've like either struggled with or wanting a new different approach with. Um, but my all time favorite and go-to is called compass horse training um the his name last name is von um or his first name is von it's von newtson um he is probably my all-time favorite i love his videos i love his book that he just came out with um it, it is a very realistic natural approach uh to Uh, training and understanding horses through their eyes. And I feel like he's probably the closest one that I can connect with. And maybe it's because he trains very similar to how I believe um, animals should be trained and how I train dogs. And so um, he's, he's definitely has a method and he, but the way he teaches and the way that he um, approaches things is completely different than any trainer that I have seen out there. And I've just, Uh, I've connected with it and it's made sense. And Waylon as well has, um, uh, you know, before her and I met, we were both kind of drawn into his stuff and um, it's, uh, it it is a very connective um, process that he goes through. And I really appreciate that um, the way he does things. So it's, he's probably my all time favorite and I can, I can relate to him the best.
0: That's awesome. That's great. That's good to sometimes have other people out there that can teach you stuff, like you said, and people Absolutely. that you can look up to. Yep.
1: Yeah. I, th- I think that, um, you know, sometimes I see trainers and see what they're doing and, and I'll take a lesson more because I want to understand the thought process behind it. Um, not necessarily that I want to use it or um that i'm struggling with it but i really get fascinated on with other trainers on how they think and and what their thought process is on it and the whys that they do it and um there's a lot of of there's one of the biggest responses that i've gotten from people i'm like so you know what what do you think about this and why why are you doing this and you know i've learned this way and you know what where's the comparison and you know And and sometimes it's just, you know, I'm just too lazy to make the change.
0: And Mm.
1: um, and that's okay You know, it's fine if that's what if that's what works for you. But um, I do hear that a fair amount, you know, or well, this is just what this is what I know. This is what's easy uh, for me. And I can explain this over and over and over. And and that's that's okay too. It's learning from a teacher um, standpoint of you know, making sure that I don't ever fall into that. Like I want to be a student for the rest of my life and I want to be a teacher for the rest of my life. And, um, and so I really enjoy learning and understanding from everybody's perspective, because I think that that's how you become stronger, uh, you know, for who you are and, and what you, you know, want to move forward with. So I think that that's important.
0: Absolutely. No, that's, that's great for sure. I think that it's great to be able to recognize that as, as well. So that's awesome. Yeah. What's one thing that you, uh, would maybe want to tell to horse owners or something that maybe horse owners could do better for their horses in your opinion?
1: Um, It's a good question it's a really good question my advice would be to remember that they're a horse and not a human being and they really would like to be a horse and they will never ever ever be a human being i love that that's perfect a lot of people need to hear that probably <laughs> <laughs> yep yep <laughs> yep Yep, you know, of course we're not going to um, you know, we're not going to take an you know, a flag and flag it at our kids to get them to do something. I don't know, maybe maybe some of you out there might, but um but you know, to use a flag in in the round pen or use the flag to teach some concepts to a horse because if you understand it then they know, but you know, of course we're not going to do that human beings, but we're not working with a human being, we're working with with a horse. And um, so I, I just feel really strongly that, you know, my I've always said, you know, train through the eyes of your horse, train through the eyes of your dog, because that's that's what they wanna be, that's what they are. Um, and so really respect and own that, that of what you have out in the pasture, because that's that's what they are, they're not human beings.
0: Yeah, that's great, I really love that.
1: Well, I think that it's so cool that
0: from such a young age you kind of had this in you naturally, and you were kind of able to see that um, through animals. Because I know not everybody does, and everybody has their own talents and gifts. But I think that that what you have is is awesome. So,
1: I, I'm grateful. That. I'm grateful for it. It's uh, it's pretty special. It's it's yeah. pretty special to connect that way with animals and and not feel like I have to work so hard at it. Yeah. It's, it's, it is a gift and I, I do appreciate it.
0: Yeah, and that you get to help other people with it too. I think that yeah. that is just really awesome that you're sharing that. Thank you. Yeah, well, thank you so much for all your advice today and everything that you shared with us. Do you want to share your uh, Instagram, website, whatever you want to share for the people out there maybe wanting to check more of what
1: you have to offer out? Yeah, so our women's um group um is grit grace grow, and that is on Instagram and it's grit grace grows on um our webpage. And then my dog training is dogtraining360.com and my Instagram is dog underscore training underscore 360. And my personal page of all the modeling and life and and who I am and what I do is on downtown cowgirl, which is D-W-N-T-W-N cowgirl, um, is my Instagram. And and all of everything that we offer is on all of those places. So I hope to, to see everybody on there with me.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. Please, if you can, write us a five-star review, tell us everything that you thought about this episode, and maybe what you want to hear from us next. Once again, I'm Morgan Stevens, your host, and this is Feelin' Fine Equine. See you next time. Bye.